On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Robo Vampire from 1988. Joining us for discussion will be Katie Rife from The AV Club. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Our latest drug deal was strictly confidential, but that damn cop Tom busted us. I've employed a Dallas. He'll train vampires to deal with him. All anti-drug agents should be terminated at once. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 96. This is Brandon. And as always with me is your robo-co-hoster, Cullen. I'm looking forward to this episode, maybe more than any other, so I can figure out what the hell happened. <laughs> Today we are here to discuss the 1988 film Robo Vampire Cullen. What is not RoboCop doing in this movie? Narcotics agent Tom Wilde is given a second chance at life after being shot and killed. In a futuristic experiment, Agent Wilde is returned to life as an android robot. He is sent on a very dangerous mission into the depths of the Golden Triangle to rescue Sophie, a beautiful undercover agent who has been captured by an evil drug lord, Mr. Young, and his inhuman creation, the Vampire Beast. Robo Vampires directed by Godfrey Ho and stars Robin McKay, Neon Watts, Harry Miles, Joe Brown, Nick Norman, and Diana Byrne. I only believe that because the credits are telling me that. So <laughs> welcome back to <laughs> Welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade for what I assume is going to be a very interesting episode of this show. A bucket list movie being checked off. Uh, a very strange one. Uh, but first, we have someone very special here to discuss Robo Vampire with us. She picked it! She picked it. We have from the AV Club, the Katie Rife. Yes, the one and only associated with the AV Club. There's a couple, there's a lot of Katie's in the world, but only one me. So. Mm. Glad to have you. Thank uh, you. I'd assume that our listeners know what the hell the AV Club is. But what's your involvement with the AV Club? How do you fit into that puzzle? I started there about uh, almost five years ago. This this year, I started off writing you know, news stories for them. And I became the news editor. And then I started doing more film reviews. And currently, I'm kind of an all-around kind of person. I do TV reviews, I do music reviews, but my concentration is film and specifically horror movies and cult movies, which kind of comes from what I did before I got into film reviewing, which is I helped start a film footage collective called Everything is Terrible. I was part of that for a long time. And that's kind of where I got my appetite for crap and my ability (laughs) to sit through said crap. Or a crapatite, if you will. <laughs> there you go, yes. Call it that. <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty deep in the trash movie game longer than I've been a film critic. I personally, I believe that if a movie is entertaining to you and you enjoy it, and you have a nice time watching it, then it's a good movie. 
Although everyone's definition of good, although there's good, good, and then bad, good, they're both good, but they're different kinds. And I think mileage varies when it comes to bad, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been some people, people that's like, I don't believe in calling something so bad it's good, but like, if you enjoy something, it's good to you. And I'm like, but there's a reason you're enjoying. It's a different kind. Yes. It's a different kind of good. And, and we always like, we always talk about it on our show. I would rather be entertained by something that's like a colossal failure or noble failure than something that's just like average playing it safe. Because that's kind of boring to me. Absolutely. The way I see it is it's sort of like a pendulum, right? Where if it swings all the way to the left, then you have like a masterpiece great film. And if you swing all the way to the right, then you have a crapster piece great film. And truly bad movies are ones that fall right in the middle when the pendulum isn't swinging at all and you're just really bored. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like when uh, someone wrote recently about, I think they were talking about, uh, in the same article, they're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, and uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. And it was Brian Collins, former guest of the show. That's why I remember Mm. that. He was talking about, you know what? I kind of miss these days where they didn't give so much a crap about making things neatly because I remember these bad ones more than I do like a given underworld film or Resident Evil mm. film. Like no one's no one's debating or trying to rediscover any of like what's the bad one because they all kind of just blend together. Yeah. Like we don't have that. Like I'm always going to remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation. I'm never going to understand that and I'm never going to understand some of these people who actually dig that movie. But I'm always going to be curious of it. Something like right. Resident Evil 3, I know, is that's the one in the desert. That's it. That's like... Right. And, <laughs> and when you're writing a film review, the hardest ones to write are always the ones where you're like, I don't know, it was fine. Yeah, exactly. That's always the hardest review to write. Always. I, I really like the blue coat he wore in that scene. That <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The, the like, professional cast behaved competently. Like, what do you what's there to say, you know? I stayed awake. <laughs> I did not run out of the room crying. I'm glad I went to the pre noon screening for five dollars. <laughs> wasn't mad. <laughs> I wasn't mad, yeah. I say that about movies a fair amount. I'm not mad I watched it. <laughs> well, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I I didn't hate Robo Vampire. I will say that much. I did not hate it. I'm not sure I liked it, but I definitely didn't hate it. And I <laughs> and like well, it's, it, well, the reason that I can't fully say that I liked it is because so much happened, and all of it was extremely my shit. It had like it had hopping vampires. It had a guy in a stupid, like, bad costume. Mm-hmm. You know, it had everything that I liked. But I still wasn't... I had trouble engaging with it because there was nothing even vaguely resembling a plot line. So It was hard. It, we'll get that towards the end when we really reveal ourselves. But yeah, it was. it's, it's cobbled together. That's something to say about it. But it's... <laughs> Before we, we dig in, the poster... This is the ultimate foreign market bootleg VHS sold on the streets in Manhattan in 1986, right? Like this. Totally. But I will give it props. Okay, so they used RoboCop on that, but the guy kind of looks like I made RoboCop on the weekend in the garage, right? I imagine that it is legally distinguishable from RoboCop. Just enough. I don't recall RoboCop having a chin strap. 
<laughs> no, legally distinguishable from RoboCop. Just different enough not to get sued. He changes at like the sixth note. He changes the song. It's familiar, but then it changes, so it's not enough to. <laughs> <laughs> it's the soundtrack from Prom Night as a RoboCop character. It reminds me of one time I heard Vanilla Ice talking about Ice Ice Baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? That clip yes. where he goes, no, 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 no. Queen's song goes, dun, 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 dun. And my song goes, dun, 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 ding. And then he's like, see, they're two different things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think this one has more in common with the RoboCop reboot than it does the original RoboCop. So maybe the RoboCop reboot pulled from this with all the training stuff that was at those faraway place. I, I didn't uh, I, I didn't watch the reboot. Was was the, the process to uh, authorize RoboCop being built, was that a decided in a hallway in a conversation? <laughs> I don't remember. That's one of those movies where I was like, huh? <laughs> like we were talking about before. I do have a question. Did you guys find it hard to differentiate between the good guys and the bad guys yes. the entire film? <laughs> yes. I just kind of let that go about halfway through, and I just kind of waited for like robots or vampires to show up, you know? like I'm still wondering who the good guys were, because I start following some people. I'm like, I was pretty sure I was watching the bad guys hatching up a scheme here. But then I'm watching ba- clearly bad guys hatching up. It's like I was just well, I guess Robo Vampire's a good guy, but he was yes, a, a, he was a guy I pegged as a bad guy when I first saw him on screen a couple times. So it's like freaking like, oh. bad man. It's beyond like you know good guys, and bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who's who's the least bad? Who's the bad guy doing some kind of good or? Or I just like his attitude, which would be fine. But uh, like, here, I, I'm not. I'm not even sure who built Robo Vampire. I saw. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what his name is. I don't know what the hell to call him. Like he's dollar store Robocop. No, he's not. He isn't at all. <laughs> I mean, there's, a, there's a shitload of vampires in this. So I'll give the movie that. Oh, my favorite kind, hopping vampires. I love them. They're my favorite kind of vampire. <laughs> New genre for me. So you would tell us, Katie, about Godfrey Ho? Because I'm not sure. I'm, I had too many films to, to roll through to see if I'd seen anything of his before. I'm sure I have. But that's, that's the only background, because there's no production notes on this thing. So Godfrey Ho, the best way I can describe him is he's like the Jess Franco of Hong Kong, except he was making martial arts movies instead of pornos. Gotcha. You know, uh, he has 149 directing credits on IMDb between 1973 and then, you know, he stopped producing films regularly in 1995. Lots and lots of movies with Kickboxer in the title or Ninja in the title. Just whatever kind of martial arts was trendy at the time, he would incorporate that into the title, whether it really had anything to do with the film or not. Like Robo Vampire, which is, you know, cashing in on Robocop, even though it really didn't have anything to do with any of that. And his films are kind of known for making no fucking sense. That is his signature as an auteur, is that his movies make no fucking sense. You know, you know how canon movies throw in like a little bit of everything? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but also the director isn't really trying. <laughs> he doesn't know how to write a story. He, he makes Ninja 3 look like Enter the Dragon. didn't godfrey ho like he would take like two different movies and stitch them together to kind of make 
a movie. I don't, I think that was Godfrey Ho. I don't know if this was one of them. Like he would, you know, take the 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 Asian actors, and that would be their movie. And then he'd shoot like twenty minutes of footage with Americans, to, you know, to kind of appeal to the Western crowd, and then to stitch it together. And then like, here's your movie. And then he would just throw some, like you said, whatever salacious title he could come up with that would kind of make sense with what he shot. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That is 100% his MO. And it also helps explain why they make so little sense. Because they could easily be two or three movies. This movie could be two movies cut together. It could be a regular hopping vampire movie with this sort of like whole drug dealer Western thing laid on top of it. It could absolutely be that. Exactly. And okay, so I see he did direct a couple Cynthia Rothrock movies. So I guess he those are his prestige pictures. I guess so. He was <laughs> <laughs> like Cynthia Rothrock. She was doing all the work there, I think. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> Saw one that he did called uh, Ninja the Violent Sorcerer. Uh, that came out in 82, and it's actually a lot like this one. It's a lot of, like, combination of nonsensical horror bits kind of cobbled together in bad martial arts. Okay, so this this crisscross, here's what, this is what I call my greatest challenge ever on this show, is going through this movie's happenings. <laughs> That's a better word than plot. So I'm going, I'm going to take, like, every episode, I... Guy, guy, had pretty good. This one, if it <laughs> sounds broken, weird, unknown, that's because well, it is. So, bear that's with the movie. Me. It's an accurate I, representation I of the film. I normally don't apologize or prepare people before going into the plot. Or, I'm sorry, things, but <laughs> this one needs it. So, the hour and a half of stuff that we saw on the screen happen. I'll I'll note that I was stone sober when I watched this. And that's normally not the state I would be in watching a movie called Robo Vampire. And it still made no sense. Just lay so, that out. So what you're saying is either way, same experience. So yeah, you might as well have a drink, I suppose. Yeah, do what you want with this one, folks. No, normally, <laughs> normally when we, we do something crazy like this, Colin's like, whoa, you picked up on that? Or like, you wait, I didn't remember. I'm like, that happened, dude. He's like, oh, wow. This one, I don't think it's going to be that way. <laughs> I don't this, think that's going to be the entire film. It might be. Man, I tried to take notes, and when I was doing it, I thought, thank goodness Brandon's a lot more thorough on this because I can't do this. There's, There's a, no way I could do this movie. There's an ink movie. splatter on my wall. That's for me throwing my pen 20 minutes in. <laughs> it, it, it did get to a point where I just said, like, you know what? I'm done writing stuff down. When Brendan <laughs> says something, I will react to it. I just could not figure out what the, what the hell to write. Yeah, I I started... I, the dialogue was kind of amazing. It was really... Every sentence had, you know, about three scenes worth of exposition in it. It'd be like, well, now that Tom's dead, I'm about to make a robot ninja. And then uh, we're going to make the robot ninja in your lab. May I have your permission? And then he goes, you have my permission. Yes. And you're like, Okay, well, there goes a whole team's worth, um, and I'm still not sure what happened. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Maybe I can help you. So 
So we start with a man being led at gunpoint by a couple mercenary guys to some boxes, one which has a head in it, and the other, like, there's a snake, and they, they freak up in the open fire, and a, I, I said at first, because I should have known better, but I said a zombie jumps out of the tube and attacks him, killing one, but it's a vampire. I should have known from the title, but I thought our robot friend would be a vampire fighting, so no, it's all, it's vampires. Mm-hmm. And just to paint a picture, what they're wearing, it's the most, like, like stereotypical Asian outfit. Think of that. Think of that, folks. And no, it's not the the Raiden hat. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the other hat that you got in your head. Shang Tsung's. They, yeah, they always wear these outfits. Yeah. Which makes it extra funny because they're never not hopping. Yes. Well, actually, they wear old-fashioned clothes mm-hmm. because, you know, the, they're dead or whatever. They've been dead for a long time. And the thing with the Chinese vampires is that they hop because of the rigor mortis. That's what the oh. hell is going on? Okay. That's like the mythological reason why they hop, because they can't move their arms and legs because they're stiff, dead corpses. That's why they hop. So, and that's why they hop around with their arms straight out in front of them like Frankenstein. Katie Rife getting educational on Robo Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something stupid. This is real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, they hop like a real Chinese undead would from the rigor mortis. They get the, the, the big, like, sleeve. So every time they hop, like, <laughs> their whole outfit, like, jiggles around. So it makes them, I don't know, clownish, I'd say. Yeah, it's, it's, the, I mean, it's different. It, it seems silly. Like, it, they're not romantic figures. Like, no. you know, in Western culture, no. vampires are all about, like, sex and stuff. But they're more like zombies than yeah. vampires in the sense that they're just, like, gross dead bodies that can eat you. But they're yeah. not all that fast these vampires do not fuck no <laughs> no they do not wait one does in this movie though yeah 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 oh. actually actually yeah, yeah, yeah. vampire does fuck he gets all them witches so the guy in the denim gets into a scuffle with the other military dude and he blocks the, his shot from like trying to hit the the vampire and then the vampire attacks this guy and takes a chomp out of his neck. We get the title, Robo Vampire. <laughs> yeah, look at that. I was like, holy shit. We got a movie now. <laughs> a boat then brings in some people and supplies, one of which is the dude in the denim from earlier. His name will be Dude in the Denim till I pick up a character name for him, but I don't think I do. Uh, I don't think there was one. No. <laughs> I think I know two characters in this movie. <laughs> they are followed and confronted by some mercenary guys and the group scrambles, and the boat takes off. Okay, uh, at some location, uh, what appears to be a what I call a mob boss of of sorts talks to some guys about handling Tom. I'm the goddamn anti-drug agent. And he says to go to Dallas as some vampires are going to do some training, and they'll watch some heroin shipment. So they've got a busy day ahead of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had to back that part up like three times. Like, wait, he's training vampires? <laughs> In Dallas? To sell heroin? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I can't even begin to unpack that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think about it, and I'm like, I don't know how many, like, Taoist priests they have in Dallas. Like, you need a Taoist priest to keep these vampires in line, so... Oh, a Taoist priest? 
I thought you said a Dallas priest. Oh, I th- oh. K-O-I-S-T. <laughs> I honestly thought, like, why are they going to Texas for this? I don't remember that. The denim guy enters somewhere that there are some guards or something and then delivers a stash of heroin to a guy. And we see there's a, a vampire awakening in the place with bags of heroin on it. Like, there's, like, I don't know. Ken is uh, this guy. He's planting incense around. Apparently, uh, the guards are all vampires, and he's told to be quiet or he'll wake them. And, of course, he wakes them up, which uh, they can make chicken float through the air. It's one of the vampire powers in this. <laughs> well, it was like a, like a moldy chicken that was missing a wing, too. But it yeah, it, Either it didn't look like. It's, a, it's like they got the prop out of a dumpster is what it looks like. <laughs> A battle ensues, and the vampires, they come jumping at them. They, they, they also put their arms out like a mummy would. Mm-hmm. And after the vampires are handled, uh, they find that the drugs are actually rice powder. This is rice powder. That's why they woke up. Really? Inform Boss Cole. You two will be punished for this. Yes. Come on. Because so, they were pissed that it wasn't drugs. Yeah, they're like, where's my heroin? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I just want to, want to clarify uh, this part where the vampires, they wake up. To me, it looked like a vampire had like a cigarette in its mouth and it <laughs> burned on some guy's dick and then they all woke up. Is that what happened? Is that That's what it looked like to me. I, I'm not well, recalling that scene. Incense, but... I thought like he maybe maybe it was incense then or something because he was like going up a ladder or something and it looked like... It, to me, it looked like a cigarette hit his crotch, and then all the vampires woke up and started fighting. What? Oh, I thought it. I thought he dropped like the incense that they were lighting for like the altar or whatever. Well, maybe, yeah, that's, well, that's what it must have been. Stick, like yeah. it was. So he. So he. He didn't burn his dick. He knocked it off with his dick. Is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> that is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, to me it looked like that they all got upset. Like, like he burned his dick. Let's fight. That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> they heard a dick crying out in pain, and it <laughs> so they decided to. Yeah, they decided to fight. That's one of our dicks. <laughs> the boss man guy Cole is uh, at the docks, and he's meeting with a, a dude about changing the cover business from drug smuggling to body smuggling, and then we see a woman cutting an animal open and putting in bags of, I assume, heroin and then stitching it back together. Was that a real animal? It looked like it. I, 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 I had this so. dirty feeling it was real. Yeah, I did too. I I think it was probably real. Yeah. And it was... I didn't like that part at all. I felt disturbed. I was like, oh no, that's that's probably real. I felt bad about it, but then like, okay, well, we're watching a drug mule. So this is probably at least as entertaining as Clint Eastwood's The Mule. Now we don't have to watch it, Brandon. We've already seen it. <laughs> we've, seen, we've seen the real thing. Oh. It's a mule. It could have been. I do know that I saw its enormous balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are like right there. Just <laughs> right like next to her elbow. Like, oh, my God. That night, two guys come to meet with another dude about a vampire and one has a shirt that looks like the sweaters I'd make in like home ec class for, you know, like a grade <laughs> where it was like three easy pieces and you pick some little iron on design that was in there and his a race car thing. 
<laughs> oh, I wrote that down too. I wrote Formula One shirt. Yes, question. that was it. Yeah. Yeah. The guy with yeah, the mustache. Yeah, I think his shirt just said racing, if I remember right. It was like Formula One racing. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's adorable. He probably made that sweater himself. Because I mean, I, I, I had a flashback to sitting at a sewing machine making like the worst sweater I'd ever made in my life. <laughs> my only sweater I've ever made in my life. So totally. when I saw him wearing that sweatshirt, I felt like, who's going to be intimidated by this guy? I can't take him <laughs> no seriously. One. No like, one. Like, like, did he lose his clothes and he had to like look through the lost and found like, well, it fits. <laughs> I guess I'll do wear this to work today. If you would have came to set like that, I'd be like, all right, dude, just let's go shirtless. Let's let's. I know you don't have, <laughs> you probably don't have the body for this, but I'm telling you, it's going to look a lot better on film. <laughs> You'll regret it less later. <laughs> so he took his shirt off. He's like, "Oh, your nipples are huge and weird. Put this sweatshirt on. We gotta cover this up." These guys get garlic necklaces to wear for protection, and uh, the guy uses some like compass and summons vampires to life, which explodes a table. Sure. And then a witch shows up. How dare you enter here, you witch! How dare you take my lover's corpse towers and turn him into a vampire beast? Now he is condemned to a living death, and we can never be together in the afterlife. But he is from the east and you the west. How can you explain it? Orientals are a stubborn race, and both his parents opposed our marriage. It was then that we decided if we could not be together in this life, Peter and I would be together forever in the afterlife. You have robbed us of this by turning him into a vampire beast. Now my only thought is of revenge. Now my dreams have been shattered. I hold you responsible for my misery. She's a ghost. She's not a ghost. I thought she was a Yeah. No, dude, she's a ghost. She might be both. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is possible. She could be both. But she's a ghost, and um, she's mad that they turned that dude into a vampire because her and that dude had a suicide pact back when they were alive, mm-hmm. and now they can't get ghost married because this dude is, you know, fucking with her boyfriend, and she's mad about it. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cause yeah. She, well, she just said to prevent meeting in the afterlife, and out, she's out for revenge. But like, Yeah, that's... I, I thought... I said which. I don't... They probably didn't even clarify... Unless did well, they clarify? And I just I, missed the line. They both called her witch and ghost, and I don't know if like one of them was supposed to be like a put you down. Know, <laughs> yeah, one of them might have been, but maybe she is a witch ghost. We don't know. We just oh, saw her s- flying through the air and screaming in white. Who knows? I assume she was a ghost from the way she was dressed because ghosts are usually uh, like in a lot of Chinese horror movies, the ghosts will dress like that. I'm with you. I vote ghost. She's in white. That's let's let's call her a ghost. If I accidentally say witch from here on out, it's because it was already written down uh, <laughs> from my thing. But I angry lady who is mad that these black magicians are fucking with her wedding plans, and she's not happy. <laughs> she uh, she breaks his sword with her powers, and then a mystical kung fu battle happens. And he calls her vampire boyfriend to arise and help her. So she she does battle with it. And during the fight, the vampire stops for a moment when it sees a tattoo on her leg. And then one of the white dudes that came tells the main guy to leave them be to get married. And he says, okay. And that they must both obey them. Okay, so, uh, so I just want everyone to be aware of what's happening. A movie called Robo Vampire not only has vampires... 
It has a ghost that wants to marry a vampire, and at some point we have a Robocop knockoff in this film. Yep. <laughs> Is there enough shit going on? Do you think there needs to be a little more? Let's put, let's put some fucking carnies in the movie, too. Why not? Let's just, just <laughs> jam as much shit as we can in it. Is her boyfriend the one with the gorilla mask, too? Indeed it is. Yeah, just a gorilla yes. mask on a vampire. So, Yeah. I think his name was Peter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not important. It's a gorilla vampire named Peter, you know. <laughs> so two Merc dudes are talking about somebody having something going on, and they have their guys watching them. Blah, blah, sure. It's cut to them stopping a truck on the road and guys jumping out and escaping. They open fire and give chase. It's the main vampire priest guy. He hides while a shootout happens. Priest guys are taken out, so he summons vampires to attack. And then a vampire blows up the main guy, and the priest dude escapes. And we cut to the hospital where this guy, his name is Tom, apparently, this blonde guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he basically, like, burst into flames. Yes. That's right. So, it's like a grenade launch, like, out of nowhere. Just like, kablooey! Like, like, what the fuck happened? Hell, Yeah. So he's declared dead, and then a bearded dude comes by to ask ask him how Tom is, and they're like, uh, he says, So how's Tom? It was a fatal wound. He's dead. Since Tom's dead, I want to make use of his body to create an android-like robot, Mr. Glenn. I would appreciate your approving my application. Are you assured of success? Mm-hmm. All right, your application's approved. Who's <laughs> dead? And there's been no inclination that this technology exists or that they are working towards it. It was literally just a conversation in a hallway like, hey, can I use this person's body in this crazy experiment? Like, yeah, all right, go for it. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I thought was so funny about that is he says, I'd like to submit an application. And the other guy goes, your application is approved. (laughs) No bureaucratic red tape here. That's right. Just get me an appetizer when we go to Applebee's and it'll be fine. I'll get you back. Whatever organization they are with is very streamlined. Yeah. Then we see him building it as the doctors watch, and it comes to life like no problem. <laughs> yeah, there's no montage. There's no process. Like, it works. Watch him build it. I'm like, did he need a human body? It looked, <laughs> looked mostly robotic. I mean, you know what it is? It's cricket pads painted silver with a bunch of shit connecting them. No, yeah, it's true. And then we see it start taking out soldiers, busting rifles in half, and it also can fire a shotgun. So we get the, like, test reel. But when that was happening, I was thinking, like, this is, like, practice, right? Not, like, he's attacking, like, I assume bad people? (laughs) I don't know if this movie really is concerned with, like, good guys and bad guys. It's just like, hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. Okay, movie's over. (laughs) No. (laughs) That'd be a good alternate title for this film. (laughs) Robo Vampire colon, look at that. <laughs> the parentheses movie's over. <laughs> the priest uh, guy talks with uh, the sweater mustache guy. He's not wearing the sweater anymore. But guess what? He'll, he'll be wearing it again later. Can we, Thank God. Can we call him Formula One? Yes, Formula One. Yeah, we can. Okay. Formula One. So he's talking to Formula One and tells him all the drug agents should be terminated at once. Some armed guys go to a priest's house, a real priest guy in a in a church looking for drugs, and he says he doesn't know, but they don't believe him, and they rough him up, and then find drugs. Hey, 
<laughs> he did have them. My favorite thing about this scene is uh, an accident. I was writing something down, so I didn't know what was going on necessarily in this scene. And all I heard was, Father, where are the drugs? I didn't know he was talking to a priest. I thought he was just, someone was just yelling at their dad, where are the drugs? Which I thought <laughs> could have like, happened oh. in the movie. I mean, yeah, yeah, right? Like, and I felt like, ah, oh, fuck, more new characters. What's, oh, what's, what is this? Like, oh no, it's just the same people, <laughs> but they're just yelling at a, a priest. They kill him, and a woman enters, and a shootout occurs. She attempts to escape, but fails after taking out a couple guys. She tells him she's a narcotics agent. Uh, the leader decides he's going to go ahead and, well, sexually assault her. For you, we have something special. You bastard, we'll never give up until we get you. <laughs> you, get out of here. Well, you said I could have her now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that first, you and I should have a little fun together. <laughs> and she puts up a fight, and... Hey, at least, unlike many of the films we've seen on this show, they cut away and don't show us the portrayal of something of this nature. So, yeah. uh, small clap for Robo Vampire. But like when this was happening, I thought, like, like go to hell, Robo Vampire. RoboCop had RoboCop shooting a rapist in the dick. That's the better film. On the- <laughs> I mean, obviously it is, but for what? that alone, are you are it's you the sure, Cullen? Film. Are you sure RoboCop is better than Robo Vampire? <sighs> I guess we're going to have a versus episode. Oh, I don't know. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, they get there, and I'm like, oh, this is one of those movies. Uh, they're they're not going to be satisfied with just an interrogation. They're going to, yep, there they go. The, yep. Well, yeah. you're a female under capture. I guess we have to try to do it with you. <laughs> I mean, pretty much the minute she entered the movie, I was like, okay. All right, we're going to have a, a assault scene. Yeah, that's why this character's here. Unlike a lot were, of the male were... characters in this movie, they do give her a name. Wow. Yeah, I think they name more female characters. There's not many females in this, but I think they all have names, and like the males are like, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Right. Yes. On the one hand, there's so few that you can give them all names and remember them. Exactly. On the other. <laughs> On the other. Yeah. They all have names. <laughs> Some Merc guys discuss the narcotics agent needing rescuing and says, if she talks, all of us are washed up. So they hire this guy named Ray for $30,000 to go and get her. So we've got another new character introduced into the movie. So the movie just kind of started its eighth plot line. Yeah. Oh from scratch. It- like this could have been the start of any movie. That that You could have started the movie here with the father being interrogated for heroin and her being captured and just left it go with the robo-vampire stuff, and it still made as much sense. Sure. We just didn't see the origins of robo-vampire. Who's not flashback. a vampire? Yes. I wrote down robo-tom. Robo-tom. He's not. <laughs> so at the mob boss's place, ro- robo-vampire, he busts it. Pretty simply, actually, he asked them to raise their hands and come with him. The priest student and uh, Formula One are trying to uh, transport stuff and are confronted by mercs as they go to search the merch. I rhymed. And he summons vampires to attack. Robo Vampire shows up and he shoots a vampire till it disappears. And then here we go in this giant defining moment of this movie. He reports the indis- incident, re- identifying himself as.
Robo Warrior calling headquarters. Soldier is severely wounded off of Highway 309. Send helicopter at once. Ah, man, they could have had a titular line. If only he got bit by a vampire in that fight, you know? This movie is Robo Vampire, but it should have been titled Robo Slash Vampire. Well, it should, have been, it should be Robo Warrior versus Vampires. Tell me you don't want to watch that movie. Yeah, I'd watch that movie. I sure. mean, this is a good title, for one, but... Right. I don't have any of those titles, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I just want honesty in my labeling. That's all I want. <laughs> so, the mob boss has his goons open fire on Ray and his men in a boat. Yeah, this just... Uh, uh, this happens right away, so... Yeah. <laughs> you, you mean the boat where they're trying to sneak? They're trying to sneak in to save this woman. It's the middle of the day, where there's no cover at all. Yeah, they're in a canoe. I mean, they couldn't be more vulnerable unless they were naked. So, these goons are shot down and taken care of from some group of different merc dudes. So we just introduce a whole nother. Like I, I was getting lost to. Wait, I'm like, weren't they fighting those? No, these are friends now. One's named Andy. That's that's all I got. The narc agent is continued to be tortured by the notorious drip of water, and uh, she's refusing to give up the information. Ray and these new merc dudes discuss the narc agent. Their clue is the tattooed hand in the hostage photo they have. Uh, The group then goes to the village where they watch an arm wrestling contest and recognize the (laughs) tattooed hand, and Ray fights the guy. Uh, Ray ends up overpowering him and getting him to come at knife point. But then his merc guys open fire to the village, and they need to escape. Ray takes the guy to a secluded area where the dude says he doesn't know where Sophie, see, she's got a name, is, as he beats him trying to get the info. Wendy, who's Andy's sister, shows up to stop him. How many fucking people were watching this arm wrestling contest? There were like 200 people, and it's not like it was like in a building. It was a small table surrounded by 200 people, like, I don't know, in dirt? And they were just all just sitting there very intensely watching. Like, was this organized? Like, what happened? How did this happen? Over the top came out over there. That's what happened. <laughs> it caught on. Yeah, that honestly probably is what happened. Over the top probably, like, did pretty well. <laughs> <In Hong Kong. laughs> and now we have this scene. <laughs> but, and it was just like, and it was just such a tight circle. Like, everyone, like, there was no space between people in that crowd. And they were all sitting like on the fucking dirt <laughs> I mean you don't have TV you gotta keep yourself busy somehow you know I guess God I hope they're illiterate because otherwise there's just no excuse read a book guys so it's th- gotta be more entertaining than that before we move on the guy arm wrestling in the blue hat okay uh, who we, we then saw wanting to take seconds on the accosting Sophie kidnapping mm-hmm. does he like change loyalties in this movie Either that or someone else put on the hat. Okay, because uh, because that hat's all guy. over this movie. I thought it was the same guy. I'm like, wait, he's like now willingly fighting his own people with these guys. Either that or somebody else put on the hat. Okay. Either one of them seems equally likely, considering the amount of quality control going on on this set. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or uh, continuity is what you call it on a set. Sorry. <laughs> the, the guy in the blue hat, though, it's like a winter hat, and I it's. One of those things, again, what time of year is it? <laughs> what temperature is it? It's all over the place as far as what people are wearing. We got winter hats. We got people wearing almost nothing. Pick a lane movie. 
It's arm wrestling season. Uh, mm, you're right. <laughs> Stallone! <laughs> he never has to put it on backwards. <laughs> so meanwhile, in this other movie they're trying to convince us is a part of the one we just left... <laughs> Robo Vampire patrols a beach as the mob boss gleefully watches and fires set to the beach and they somehow like think they defeated him because he sinks into the sand and then he easily rises up from it. As he walks the beach, a group of vampires pops up from the sand and attack him and then after dispatching them, the mob boss goons fire a rocket launcher at him and then we cut to the hospital where they're trying to... Emergency, save the robot at once. And he's short-circuited. And the bearded guy, remember him who wanted to create the robot? Well, he does a couple things, repairs him. He's using a sparkler and a power drill. <laughs> On oh. a pair of mannequin legs. And Robo Vampire rises up and walks out. So he was there. I was confused by the walking on the beach thing. Like, who, Wait. what? Does Why was Robo he there? Right? Like, round? Is he, like, on patrol? At How the beach? in the beach? Like, Wait. It was one of the most confusing parts to me. You know, when I build a robot, the first thing I do, get it near salt water. <laughs> <laughs> Always smart. Sure, sure. sure. Oh, but, but, Some... Yeah, but I'm with you. Is, like, is he like a really aggressive Baywatch character? Right. Why is he there? And like the vampires being in the sand, it's like if the sun had gone down, that'd be one thing, but it didn't. They just popped out. Well, yeah, like like Brandon says, like uh, they summon the vampires, and it's you know it's not like oh I call upon you, like they do something, and then the vampires appear. Yeah, maybe that guy touched his dick again. <laughs> <laughs> Put the sage right in his right in the tip. Yep. <laughs> Why are they going after him? Leave him alone. He's just walking the beach, man. Go do your crimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, did you even know him about him prior to this? Like, I don't, like, maybe they, no, he, he, I don't he know. Up, wait, he did go to that warehouse and, like, mess stuff up. So, like, okay, it was just a revenge yeah. thing. All right, yeah. fine. They went looking. Yeah. So, should, we show, should we show them, uh, you know, uh, looking for uh, the robo-vampire? No, that's all right. They just found him. Like, okay, great. Keep going, movie. So I just really like the idea of that one guy burying all these vampires in the sand very carefully and then kind of, like, running off to the side, like, hee, 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 hee. And then, like, putting his hand on his crotch and watching him jump out of the sand. This is how you do it. This is, yeah, that's how it works. Some dudes arrive at the village where they cause hell with a guy in Ray's squad. And he puts up a fight for sure, and he gets away, and a shootout occurs. And, like, Ray and Wendy show up, as do others, and bad guys eventually clear out. And they wander more of the village and find innocent people killed. They're all strung up and such, and they believe they come upon another village where they find people dead. I was so confused because I thought the guys who pulled up and started shit were our quote-unquote heroes, but it was like yeah. reversed. Our heroes were being ambushed at a village, yeah. so I was so lost at this now, part. Th this was the point where I said, you know what? I'm done writing things down. I'm almost <laughs> convinced that like, not only are Robo-Vampire and this narcotics agent rescue two different movies... I'm starting to feel like Ray, the character of Ray, is in a different movie because he's never with the group a lot of the times. They like add the character right. Wendy, and then it's those two doing stuff. It is entirely possible that this is two movies cut together. That is oh, yeah. entirely possible. It could, be, it could be three movies, like you said, Brandon. I mean, this is all over the place, and like some of these characters never interact. 
but that's okay because we don't know their names. So what do we care? <laughs> There's no character development. That's just people doing stuff for a while. Like we're made to believe the mob boss guy is like going after Robo Vampire, but what if he's going after someone in a different movie and it just works? Like I'm just wondering because <laughs> no, I, I'm sure that we never see them together, right? Right. So what, unless they're the same character, what? <laughs> Robo Vampire's the bad guy. It was Formula One the whole time. Ah. <laughs> T- tell me you wouldn't like that better. It would it make some kind of sad. We then get Wendy bathing in the river as Ray watches and decides to hop on in, and then they they hug a lot and go underwater and kiss. Mm-hmm. He never takes his pants off, so I don't. I think they just hug and kissed. Um, at the temple there's a whole ceremony of shit going on where the priest dude does a lot of kung fu party tricks and stuff uh, which raises the one vampire and the ghost girlfriend shows up and we get some skeezy music and they do some hand jive shit and then they start doing it but uh, robo vampire shows up and they ask if uh, he could hold off until they bone Don't kill us, we love each other. You can kill us, but wait till our love's consummated. <laughs> yep, they do. They do specifically request. Hey, could you just wait till we're done? <laughs> and at this point, they're just kind of like pressing their hands against each other going on. Mmm. Mmm. So like. It's pretty hot. I had to, I, I had to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is this them getting married? I think I it's, it's part of the ceremony. So part of the ceremony is to plow. I guess what you're yeah, saying. They're, they're, I, I don't know. Robo vampires interrupting, so I don't I don't know how it would go. I uh, gotta, I gotta tell you, I'd hate to go to that wedding and like, all right, now the ceremonial penetration. Like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> I did not sign up for this. Please make sure your no cameras and your phones are in your wallet. <laughs> I did not come here to see a ghost and a vampire hump. A monkey vampire hump. Yeah. Uh, Robo vampire, this triggers him to have a flashback of him with his wife who doesn't want to see him again until he's not a cop anymore. And this is like hilarious because he's like, but I've been a cop for like five years. She's like, yeah, so. Leave me alone. You don't have to be so temperamental. As long as you're a cop, I don't want to see you again. But you knew I was a cop when we got married. I didn't know what was involved at first. That'd be so dangerous. I've worked this job for years and I'm still alive. Yeah, she's like, I can't be with you if you're a cop. And he's like, and he says, but you knew I was a cop when you married me. And she goes, well, I didn't know it was like this. And I was like, what? Yeah, it was like, it was like five years ago. Well, and we're like, we're like this deep into the movie and we're just now doing this. Like, what? what? Like, no. <laughs> No, this need to be established so much earlier than right now. We got like, I don't know, 15 minutes of the movie left and we're just now doing this. Well, it's like, it does nothing for it though. Like even, no, if, it exactly. was, even if it was introduced late, it has no bearings on anything after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the only character with clear cut motivations is the ghost lady and she just wants to bone her vampire boyfriend. Like she's the only character yeah. whose motivations are clear, like at all. Yeah. But at least we know what she wants. Yes. Like anybody else. 
<laughs> I don't even know what Robo Vampire's goals are. Nope. Shoot stuff. Like yeah. yeah. Shoot guys and sometimes other guys. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who's in charge of them. I don't know. I don't know anything, folks. I don't know anything. <laughs> so, the ghost and vampire disappear, and Robo Vampire goes to leave, but the the ghost and vampire then show up again and attack him. And I think they end up somehow shoving Robo Vampire into a coffin and then like resume their mating ritual. But I'm not sure, and I think I'm wrong. But it felt like that at the time. You know, I um I have zero idea. Sure. I absolutely believe what you say has happened in this thing. I believe my uh, eyes uh, could deceive me watching this film. And keep so. in mind, I said thing, not movie, thing. Thing. Uh, <laughs> now that we all experience. A collection of films shot one weekend in China. Or several weekends over There's the course. A, yeah. yeah. Several different production shoots strung together as a movie. We then join Ray and his group versus the mob boss and a group in a jungle shootout already in progress. Sure. Uh, so Ray and Wendy escape across the river in some sort of overhead thing, like a ski lift-ish stuff. I don't know. But they have to jump in the river because some guy shoots it with a rocket launcher. <laughs> They're met. The at- rocket launcher budget for this movie, through the roof. <laughs> rocket launchers are awesome, though. They are. I, at least it delivers on this. Yeah. Yeah, they're used, like, multiple times in this movie. It should be like Rocket Launcher Vampire. There we go. I would also watch that. I would watch it, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robo Vampire, colon. He's got a rocket launcher. Yes. <laughs> they are met at the shore by this guy in a hat who apparently nobody ever escapes from and are captured and put in a cage where some woman is yelled at for talking to them. Sure. Annie scouts the village they're being held in and says, it won't be easy, and they head right in. The mob boss takes, <laughs> takes notice. And You're la- approved. Yeah, and he laughs to himself, and then Ray and Wendy are being given the drip torture as well. It seems like they've been there for like five weeks, but they couldn't have been there for like a couple hours. But uh, mm. a woman from above turns the faucet off on it, and she says she's come to help them and unties them, but then someone's coming, so they have to pretend to be tied up. Uh, the person knows the water's been stopped, but when he goes in, uh, Ray attacks him. Unfortunately, this dude is really strong, and none of the three people in there can take him out. But he ends up getting his eyes gouged out, like, very bloodily, and they, they escape. So that was cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole time this is happening, I'm thinking, where's Robo Vampire? Yeah, like, he'd be the most essential thing for this mission, which he's yes! supposed to be part of this mission, right? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah originally supposed to be part of that mission. He never comes near these people. The whole no, he's movie. Or- so he's originally supposed to be a part of that mission. He never does anything to even try to do this. So instead, they hire Ray, but Robo Vampire is still in the movie. Yeah, just, he's having a threesome with the ghost and the vampire, I guess. Oh. <laughs> it's electric. <laughs> he's the conduit between the two of them. It's funny you bring up the eye gouging being kind of bloody, Brandon, because between that and the rocket launcher, that leads me to believe that this movie had something of a budget. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's explosions. No money. And the guy had his neck bitten off earlier. That was pretty graphic. Yeah. Was, yeah. The money was not poured into the robo-vampire suits. It was poured into casting more dudes whenever possible. That's, that's yeah. one of the places it went. Seriously, uh, if you just have... <laughs> 
fewer characters doing more things, the audience will give a shit and be able to follow your film. We're following like a group of 15 versus a group of like 30. Like, or at least they make me feel like it's that. You, you remember in, in Dangerous Men where the last scene of the, the last shot of the movie are characters that have not been in the movie for more than 30 minutes. That's the way this entire Time film yes, is. Yes, it is. It just keeps piling on more people. Like, are these supposed to be important? Do I need and to remember? Pile okay, on. Next it's scene. not like two introduced. It's like, here's a new group. Yes, yes. And they may or may not interact with each other. They probably won't. <laughs> they might interact. They might fight. They might not fight i mean it's hard to tell scene to scene it seems to change i feel like there are key characters that like link might link certain things right i can't remember if they were in a scene with a character from like that completely different storyline once or mm -hmm. not the okay so the mob boss he's all about this like the, the priest guy with the vampires but i don't think they ever share a scene but the priest does share a scene with the robo vampire guy before he turns into robo vampire and then I, yeah, this whole mercenary trip. I'm trying to figure out where they come in. I don't. I don't think they do. I I I think that maybe my hypothesis is that maybe the mercenary bit already existed as like an unfinished film, and then Godfrey Ho was like, "Oh, I can make this work," and then just added all this other bullshit on top of it, and he just figured if I add enough bullshit, people won't care that it doesn't make sense. Because the mercenary group, do any of them? Ever mention Robo Vampire? No, no, they no. They seem to be in a different movie, right? Well, the Robo Vampire—they're the, the anti-drug people, like whatever that organization is. Because Tom is the uh, what was it, the drug enforcement agent or something like that. So I guess the drug enforcement agency has cybernetic uh, abilities. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Why in, not? In the battle against vampires, we need a cybernetic ex <laughs> so. I mean, again, it all sounds so great when you talk about it. Yeah. And it's kind of great to watch, but I still wouldn't entirely recommend this film. I don't know. Andy's group, they're attacked. They're shot at. A guy from his squadron... Uh, gets on a roof and drops a grenade to clear the way. The enter uh, the the former. Well, I thought it might be a different guy in a blue, the same blue hat, or the former bad guy who changed sides hands Ray a gun. <laughs> we don't know. A human being hands yeah. Ray a gun. The battle rages on, and then Sophie, the one they're here to rescue, she's just like wandering around, and I'm like, hey, there she is. And then uh, <laughs> the physical representation of the movie, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So Ray has Wendy and the random woman who saved them uh, attend to her, and then everyone managed to escape, and they blow up the whole place. Yay, right? Go heroes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's rooting for the explosions at this point. Right. The mob boss guy is rounding up some dudes and says they need to get rid of that. Damn it. Ray's team have destroyed Young and his headquarters. We must rebuild my empire. Dallas, will you help me? Certainly. I'll help you to restore your status again, but first we must get rid of that robo-warrior. Oh. Then robo-vampire, because I'm going to call him that, it shows up and kills kills them. Two vampires arrive, and, uh, and they fight, and we get to see robo-vampire take flight during this. A random power he shows uh, us late on in the movie. <laughs> And there's a there's a cut to a random couple walking on the streets and uh, stops to sit at a fountain. 
and the guy goes to kiss the girl, and a vampire shows up and then disappears. <laughs> he faints. Yeah. Uh, robot. This is just padding this whole part because Robo Vampire then wanders. This is like we can shoot in the city sneakily. Here we but go. It's not like they they didn't need to pad it anymore. The movie as it is now is an hour and a half. It's like if the thing was like an hour and twenty five minutes, it would have been fine. You really <laughs> would have no difference whatsoever. Right. right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Robo Vampire wanders by. The vampire hops around town. They go then to a bridge as Robo Vampire is in pursuit. He Robo Vampire goes for the kill, but the vampire grabs a group of people to protect himself. Once the people get free, he unloads, but the vampire disappears somewhere that Robo Vampire follows him to. It leads to a church where there are now four vampires, and after disposing of them, Formula One, he's back with the sweater, and is firing at Robo Vampire. <laughs> so whose side is he on? And then him and the other white dude are easily taken out. Uh, Robo Vampire then fights the priest dude, and then the ghost shows up, and the priest fights her, which she ends up fighting him topless? That happens? Sure. Well, we already saw, like... When she first shows up, you could very clearly see her nipples coming through that shirt. So it's like, right. it's like at this point, it's just like, who are we fooling? Just take it off. Come on. <laughs> the priest defeats her by carving a cross in her chest with his fingernails. Uh, the priest and Robo Vampire resume their fight as he summons more vampires. Uh, they circle Robo Vampire and he blasts them away. The main vampire's powers are weak, and the priest goes to summon more for him. But then the ghost shows up and scratches his face. He is then raised up and torched by Robo Vampire. As a knockoff of Assault on Precinct 13 theme plays, Robo Vampire walks from all the carnage, and a red screen that says the end pops up, and it's immediately over. Like, you, don't <laughs> even, you barely get to read the end, and it's over. It's like, like flipping a switch. And that last bit I just read of this finale, it might be the most insane, like, dysfunctional write-up I've ever done on yeah. this show. It, it yeah. Is thing, it, it, <laughs> yeah. And it's accurate, too. Like, it, like you, listening to you say that, it makes no more sense than, than actually watching, watching it. it. Yes. Yeah. It's right. so disjointed and schizophrenic, and that's what happened. Yeah, like, it's hard to overstate how little sense this movie makes from scene to scene. Like you were pointing out that characters just change sides and you're like, wait, what are they fighting for? And when it was over, I was like, so um, all the drugs are gone, I guess. Robo yeah. vampire defeated heroin dared to keep a kid off drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. ghost got married. So good for her. She, she accomplished her goal. Well, like I said, she's the only character's motivations make sense. So. <laughs> yeah, her allegiance is to herself and her gorilla zombie husband. I would like Brian Adams to write like Summer of 88 into tune of Summer 69, but describe the events of Robo Vampire. They would haul him off to a facility. So, <laughs> like, Ghosty got married. Vampires will hop in. I had a hard time reading that. It hurt. It's like, no, you don't sound right, Brandon. Stop. It just that. It's no, so it's, it's, it's a pile of spaghetti. It's just a damn mess. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the main problem with this one is that if it had like something resembling a plot through line, then I would have just, I would have fucking loved it. 
It's got vampires. It's got ghosts. It's got a RoboCop knockoff. It's got rocket launchers. It's got explosions. It's got everything. Yes. And this one, though, is like this is driven at the hardcore midnight movie fan, I think. Because mm-hmm. I, you have to, if you're not into these sorts of things, you might have to be with like the right person or the right group to enjoy it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Cause like I can enjoy this mm-hmm. one by myself. Yeah. The craziness of it. But like, I can imagine some people, maybe not, maybe they need the help of a riff tracks or something like that to get through something like this. But like, I was, I was fine with this as well. But yeah, it does have just, and I love cutting to random shit that I'm like, well, how did we get here? <laughs> I enjoy that. But I was like, what what decision was made that this was a clear transition? Because like I said, there was one part where like Robo Vampire was just being like rebuilt again, and we cut to action in progress with a group that was apparently going to tell us their mission, but we're in the middle of it. So yeah, I like this. Well, that's the way the that's the way the movie starts. Of like like someone's being escorted oh, somewhere, the and then vampires never comes pop back, out. Does he? Yeah, none of those characters. I mean, I guess the vampires come back, but none of the people, those characters come back. We don't know what they're doing. They're just people in camouflage walking someone somewhere for some reason, and See, then I, oops, vampires. I pegged, I, pe- I pegged the guy in the denim at the beginning. I'm like, he's gonna be the Robo Vampire, and it was Random <laughs> Tom who showed up just before he turned into Robo Vampire. Yes, and the denim guy never came back. Yep. I'd say that this one would be an excellent party movie. If you were having a party and just wanted something on in the background, this one would be perfect for that. It would be good, yeah. It's pretty clean. I mean, there's nothing, like, gross in it. Except for the the rape and the guts. It's hinted. It's not shown. It's not shown. Yeah. So... That's, there's not that. There is the oh, the cutting up of the animal. I forgot that. I, I'm putting you know, that, we, pushing that out of my mind. <laughs> you know, with, with oh yeah, with the exception of uh, the rape, I never felt that women didn't have rights, like in so many other movies that we watch. So I'll say that about it, even though she was kidnapped. I don't <laughs> So this is unfortunately progressive for some of the movies that we Like I watched. said, they had names. There were three women in this. Yes. Two of them hey. had clear names mentioned more than once. They had names. And I named maybe – there was like 80 guys in this, and three of them had names. So the percentage of having a name – yeah, the the, uh, the 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 titty witch ghost, uh, she didn't have a name, nope. but uh, she was a ghost, so she's all right. Yeah, she's a distinctive character. Yes. Yeah, you remember her. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means you pick a, pick a movie to be in. You're just like, nah, you're fine. Don't You'll just be in one movie, not these 80 ones together. You're, no, you're, you're not on the robo-vampire side of things. Converted, which means uh, you're, you're down with some uh, murky drug missions. You'll go out joining 80 different groups to have one task i don't know uh and drink the kool-aid which means you're all in with the ghosty vampire-y robo-y shit so katie how do you rate robo vampire i think i'm converted it, like i'm not 100 percent on this movie because it is very confusing but i 
do think that it would make a really, really excellent just kind of like movie to have on when you have some friends over for movie night and you're all having some beverages and you're kind of talking over the movie anyway, because this movie, not only does it not make sense from scene to scene, so it doesn't really matter if you pay that close attention. So for that reason, I would give it a converted. And also it has hopping vampires, and I love those. Cullen. This is not an exaggeration, folks. For the first 20 minutes of this movie, my jaw was open, just dropped open. I just could not believe that this was a movie, that it was made, how ridiculous it was. You know, we said that we you know look for movies that make our brains hurt, and this definitely fits into that category. If you love cult, weird, bizarre, outrageous movies, you can watch it by yourself. It's not really that hard. For the most part, um, I was engaged with it up until about halfway through. That's when it started to get hard. Um, but even then, it wasn't too uh, terrible. But definitely, in a group, it's even it's got to be fantastic. But I am definitely uh, converted on this. And I absolutely agree with Katie that if there was just just a semblance of a plot, it would have been like, this is, this is amazing. But it, because it, like I said, it's just a pile of spaghetti of a movie. Brandon, how do you rate Robo Vampire? I mean, once this movie started, I knew right away, I was like, okay, well, is this going to be a converted or a Kool-Aid movie? Because it's definitely not Save My Family. This is, there's too much crazy shit happening right away to not tell somebody you got to see fucking Robo Vampire. And the Robo Vampire hadn't even shown up yet. He didn't show up forever, it felt like. He was he was there, he wasn't there for a long time. It's it's got many of the hallmarks of of the bad action movie that that you like so much. But there, there was like I'm going to be converted because there's I don't know, yeah, like there needs to be kind of some sort of simple through-line character, maybe a little bit more funny dialogue to go in the movie to make it just fully over to the Kool-Aid side, but I think I could see people drinking the Kool-Aid on this one. I could see this being one of those biggies for people, which is, I mean, it, it makes lists of these kinds of movies all the time. I'd never seen it before this. This was a nice bucket list to scratch off, and it did not disappoint. I like the just the weird mesh of things and then stuff cutting to each other it didn't make sense. It blew stuff up. Rocket la- It had multiple rocket launcher scenes. That's a plus. It had some... Kind of some gore was nice. Um, just the the Robo Vampire costume, amazing. Uh, and then I have to. And while I gave it shit, this movie capitalizes on itself by calling it the Robo Warrior the whole time and not the Robo Vampire. Just just make that even more messed up. So I am converted. There's the hair holding it back. It did drag a little towards that end of battle, but it was fine. It ended appropriately. So converted on Robo Vampire. I'm Jessica Hahn, and when people hear my name, they think of headlines, scandal, and controversy. But very few people know my side of the story, and almost no one knows how I really feel. Now I'm ready to reveal the secrets I have held for so long, and share my most personal thoughts with you. You'll be shocked and amazed at what I have to say about Jessica Hahn. Jessica Hahn tells all. Call 1-900-568-6868. Two dollars a minute. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Chill Factor, the 1999 Cuba Gooding Jr. Skeet Ulrich buddy action movie. Joining us for discussion, of course, since we said 90s, it's Aaron Newworth from Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We want to thank you all for listening, and uh, those of you who watched along with us, 
We would love to know your thoughts on that one. Like, seriously, we would love to. Of all the movies we've done, and if you watched along, we would love to know your thoughts on this one. And thank you to Katie Wright for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. You guys are so much fun. No, we're not. Uh, no, just kidding. So, what? Uh, <laughs> you can go to hell. I'm, I'm delightful. I'm, I'm the fun pants here. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just the Formula One shirt. Um, so, <laughs> so Katie, where, where can people find all your wonderful musings and stuff online? Well, on theavclub.com, you can find me on there. I publish stuff uh, pretty much every day of the week. So any old day of the week, if you happen to click on over there and find something related to a genre movie or, uh, you know, genre, anything genre related, if you click on avclub.com, there's a very, very good chance my byline will be on there. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Future Schlock, future as in where robo vampires come from, and Schlock as in the John Landis movie. Ha. All right. Well, thank you again. And we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned to the trailer for Chill Factor, the trailer that actually trails. Prep the field for detonation and news. Ten years ago, the U.S. government created a secret weapon that could remain completely harmless until its temperature reached 50 degrees. The effective detonation radius is five miles. We gotta shut it down. The man responsible prayed it would never fall into the wrong hands. Let's find the prize. Unfortunately. Where is it? It's about to be handed off. Doc, you have to take this to Farm Magruder. Has to be kept cold. To a short order cook. Morning. And an ice cream delivery man. I need your ice cream truck. You are not taking my truck. How far you got to go? Now, go, go, go. all that stands between the bad guys... Andy's ice cream. You have no idea what you're in possession of. Give it to me now or you'll be dead within five minutes. It's for you. And massive destruction. Oh, go, go, go. I made it! I made it! What are you talking about? I'm the one driving! It's sheer luck. Hit him. Take your gun! Doesn't work. It's not even loaded. You hijacked me with an empty gun? When this is all over, remind me to kick your ass! Stay by. I'm taking your boat. He's a dangerous man. He's crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Oh, hell no. Kick back. That didn't work. Do you think so? And chill. Don't move. Shoot me. Kill him now. Chill factor. Put your hand in my pocket. We're about to die. You want me to do some freaking... for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, 
advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. I just met you, Colin. I, 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 we've only talked online, Brandon. We haven't really, we haven't met in real life, but I can tell that uh, this movie broke both of you. I can tell that it was a hard time. Crazy. It wasn't a hard time. It just, wow. Like, <laughs> we, the, here's the thing. Like, the, it's so awesome. It's fun to talk to you. Like we want, like Cullen always says, one of Cullen's fa- uh, said one time was like, whenever we do an episode, I always go in hoping for a dangerous men. Mm. This yeah. is in that league and then some. Yeah, like if my brain isn't hurting, then why are we here? <laughs> no, you didn't. No, they did not break. Oscar broke us. That was yes. Oh, okay. As bad as this movie is. I would much rather watch this any day over Oscar. <laughs> that yeah. was, that yeah, that like, was uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, I underestimated you. I apologize. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, no. Oscar broke us. You want to, you want to hear us be broken? <laughs> that is a, that episode. This, this this conversation had energy. It had fun. Oscar's like, oh, and Stallone <laughs> has a joke. That, we are bereft of hope. This yeah. one, we... <laughs> like, it's dead. Like, I mean, yeah. there, there's no life in the conversation with yeah. us. Yeah. I, I mean, We're just, like, talking, like, it, does, does existence even matter anymore if Oscar is a movie? <laughs>